A reading from Luke 7, 36-39. Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume, and as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped him with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Uh, It's amazing how judgmental people can be and how ignorant at the same time. Uh, They think they have it all down and understand exactly uh, who Jesus is and, and so on and so forth and who the woman is. But I think there are two kind of uh, drives going on here: judgmental, the the drive the 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 drive for total knowledge, so you can make judgments on things, and then on the other hand, basically total ignorance, and you don't see the purpose of the sinful woman and the alabaster jar a jar of perfume, uh, applying it to Jesus with. Uh, wetting his feet with her tears. Uh, In a way, that's a definition of gratitude, of love, and of knowledge, that she understands who Jesus is, whereas they just want to judge him and find him wanting. Here's another example of uh, when Jesus gets really impressed by somebody's faith. We keep reading in Luke 7, uh, he starts correcting the Pharisees around the table and their judgmentalism that you're pointing out. And he starts just showing them how lavish and extravagant and wonderful her worship is. She hasn't stopped kissing my feet. She hasn't stopped, you know, uh, anointing my oil. And he's really impressed. I just had this idea, Eric, you're a book publisher. Somebody should write a book about the eight or nine or 10 times in the gospels that Jesus is totally impressed and blown away by people's faith. We would learn a lot from that. You know, the authority thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago, he was impressed by the centurion's observation of his authority. Um, he's impressed now by this woman's extravagant worship of him. Somebody should write that book. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, seriously, that's like, I can just picture 10 chapters on what impressed Jesus. And then we can build our view of Jesus around those 10 things. It's and a great idea. Just, it's a great uh, idea. Get, get, get on it. I should get going on that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Gina, what are you seeing here? You know, I'm actually reminded of a story that I once heard about this pastor who um, had been praying and asking God to send people to his church. Um, you know, there weren't a whole lot of people coming. And so he was just praying and asking the Lord to send people. And one night he had a dream where there were these prostitutes and drug dealers and people doing all kinds of sinful activity in the church, in the pews. They were dealing drugs. They were getting high. They were drinking, you know, all of these things. And he just felt so angry. And when he saw that, and he he basically pointed at them, he said, if you're not going to respect God's house, get out. And as soon as he said those words, he heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say to him, why would you send out what I brought in? Hmm. <laughs> and it completely revolutionized the way that he thought about church and, um, and how it exposed his own judgmentalism towards sinners, um, ju- to your point that you were mentioning, Eric. And so... I think about that when I read this uh, story, 
how, you know, we, there is this temptation as Christians sometimes, or we can be judgmental. We don't realize that we're doing that. Well, this person is a sinner. How can they, you know, be in here? How can they come to Christ? How can they be in the church? But yet these are the very people that Jesus died for. And this response of the woman is appropriate. It's the appropriate response when a sinner comes into the presence and the mercy that Jesus offers. You can't help but cry. You can't help but pour out your worship and your tears and your perfume to the Lord. And so, you know, this is what he has died to give us. This is who we are. We are the woman, the sinful woman mm. at his feet, all of us, no mm. matter um, where what our story is, where our backgrounds are. And, um, and so, yeah, I just Amen. think of, this is what he's died to give us. So bring him in, bring him into the church. Yeah. My only uh, last comment on this is that um, the whole idea of sin is uh, I think a, a war goes on. Uh, uh, John says, all, uh, Paul says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Whereas judgmental people say some, usually not myself, but some have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that that's a very artificial and incorrect and not complete definition of who a sinner is. 